0: Hello and welcome to Mashley
1: at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt, and hey. Gus is back with us. Hey, Gus.
2: Hey, thanks for thanks for having me again. I'm, I'm loving it. I I'm, I'm appreciate being on.
1: <laughs> we appreciate you having you on.
0: And this is another episode in our 31 Days of Halloween, where each day in October, we discuss a film in the horror, mystery, thriller genre. And today's movie is from 2015, I believe, and it's called Digging Up the Marrow. Matt's going to tell us about it. So Digging Up the
1: Marrow is a found footage, pseudo-documentary film uh, made by Adam Green. Adam Green, some of you might know He's a horror director. He's done a hatchet series of films, uh, a TV show called Holliston. Um, and he's got his real-life uh, production crew with him as he uh, hears from a fan named William Decker, played by Ray Wise. And William Decker claims that monsters are real and that you know he sees them and he's got you know um, documentation about it and everything, uh, diaries and whatnot. So... Um, Adam and, and Green and his, and his crew, they travel, his crew basically being one person at this point, <laughs> the cameraman, they travel to meet William Decker and so the whole um, 89 minutes is about um, their travels and travails with, with, with William Decker and whether or not these monsters that he claims to see are actually real and all that kind of good stuff so um, that's digging up the marrow. Gus, what are your thoughts on this?
2: So this is a really interesting film because what what Adam Green is doing is he's trying. I think you you said it best in that it's a documentary that he's trying to pass this off as being about like like kind of a meta commentary on him being this famous horror director and everybody knows him. He has his notoriety now, and all of a sudden he's contacted by this guy that says, you know, you know, since you're supposed to be serious about being in the horror and stuff, how about I to show you how there are really monsters out there? And so from that very early premise, it's very difficult to not like this movie as a horror fan because that's kind of the reason when you're a kid and you're watching horror movies, that's one of the things that always is that the base of your thoughts. Like, what if what I'm watching is real? What if there is a time where I'm outside and I see a monster? <laughs> how would I react? How would the world react to knowing that these things are actually real? And I just think that's one of the coolest concepts that nobody has ever really talked about in film. So just from the originality of the premise itself, I find it to be just breathtaking in that these are questions that you wanna ask because let's be honest, if we didn't ask those questions, then what's the point of ever trying to be scared at these things we're watching? And so so I really like the meta aspect of what Green is doing here. On the flip side of it, in terms of the, 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 some of the problematic elements of it, I do think that the pacing is really off in a lot of parts of the movie. I don't think that he took advantage of a lot of the, a lot of the great makeup effects, a lot of the amazing practical effects, and the pace of the story when he finally starts investigating what Decker has shown him. I think that he, he does a little bit too much meandering, and some of the script is really kind of flat in places. And so I think that that plays a part in hurting some of the overall quality of the film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I really like I really like the movie. I like the parts of it and I like what he does with it. But I do think that he kind of he kind of falls into himself in the pacing and the script. And we'll talk more about that later on. But that's just my initial overall feelings of it and that I really enjoy this movie. But it kind of it kind of hurts itself along the way.
0: Yeah. I I really enjoyed this movie too. Um, and I do feel it's, it's a, it's a movie for that horror fans in particular will particularly like, I like that there was a lot of, there was a lot of footage at like horror conventions, fan conventions, Mm -hmm. and a lot of cameos from, you know, horror, horror film actors and directors. Um, so I think if you're into this, if you're into horror films, you'll appreciate all of that stuff. And there's maybe a lot of in jokes that you'll get. Um, and I liked too that when they're doing those, when he's doing the interviews with the people at the conventions, they're all talk. He gives them an opportunity to talk about um, why they watch scary movies and why they think why they're into monsters and you know why they uh, watch all these movies and why they draw monsters and all. you know. So it gets into just why we're watching horror movies and what we get out of them. And so then at the same time, the movie turns into, you know, a horror movie of its own. And, you know, it it is a found footage film, but I I like that it kind of plays with the convention and that, you know, if you're a horror director and you have actual horrific found footage, no one believes you because you're a horror director, at least initially. Um, You know, there's there's a few jump scares. There's no real gore. I thought it did a good job. It kind of slowly building some suspense and tension. Um, the highlight for me is um, Ray Wise, just the actor who plays um, the the guy that they're interviewing who sees these monsters. And I, I, I think he gives a really powerful performance. Um, he's, he's the best thing in the movie. And at the same time, he, he's kind of a problem in the movie because as soon as I saw him, it took me out of the um, you know, it, it felt very real it felt like, a, like I was watching a real documentary but as soon as you see him as this character it takes you out of that so I don't know, good and bad I, I still love him and um, he's, he was still the highlight for me
1: yeah um, I, I overall like this movie I'm going to get that out there right away but th- I'm also conflicted about it on a certain, uh, certain level um, and, and Gus kind of used a good term earlier he talked about how, how meta it is And I found myself kind of tied in knots thinking about it afterwards. About well, so first of all, I'll talk about the Ray Wise thing. (laughs) Um, On the one hand, it immediately when he shows up on screen, immediately you're like, okay, this isn't really a documentary. know. this is because you know they say his name is is William Decker and he believes in these monsters and etc. And I'm like, well, you obviously know this dude is Ray Wise. He's not William Decker, (laughs) so um, you, you know that this is a fictional. Found footage, well, all found footage is fictional, but you know, this is a fictional, you know, pseudo documentary type of thing, uh, and not really real. And throughout, you know, and 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 the movie does ramp up as it goes along, um, particularly toward the like the back third of it or so. And it is, it is, it is, it is effectively frightening or scary in certain parts, uh, heart pounding, as they they say, um. Oh, yeah. But as that was happening, I was also thinking to myself, I was also pulled out of it because I'm like, yeah, but it's not really real. And then I thought to myself, but no horror movie I watch is real. So why why am I bugged by knowing that this is not real? And that's the whole thing, I guess, is, you know, and maybe this is my whole thing with um, found footage in general. And, you know, we'll, we'll go back to the Blair Witch Project, you know, for those folks who were around, when Blair Witch came out and, you know, or or it was a thing, you know, it was a a phenomenon. Right. And I'll speak for myself. I mean, this is pre, it wasn't technically pre internet, but it was pre dominance of the internet like it is now. Um, that was presented as this was real, you know, Mm -hmm. and when I, and and my, and others went to the, to the theater, Mm -hmm. um, to, to see the movie, um, I was going in thinking, I don't know, I heard this is, this is real, maybe it is, and maybe the, the, these these campers really never were found again, and blah, 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 I mean, uh, so, yeah, th- there, is an, there is something to be said, even if it's only temporary, even if it's only for a few hours or a few days or whatever, that if you are watching something and you think it, it's really real, that that has a different effect on you when... Something you're watching, you know, was not real, and then when it messes with your mind, and it, you know it's not real, but it's presented like it's. real. I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what, what do you think, Gus? I, I
2: think I think you hit something right on the head there, Matt. That's something that I really that really got to me about this movie in a good way is that I don't know. The first time I watched this, and again, I, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of really. I, I, I'm really deeply into thinking about the movies while I'm watching them, and 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 early on in the film, when Adam Green is on, is asking those kinds of questions, is that what we what would we do if monsters were really weird, Excuse me, were really real? I honestly put myself in the movie. Like I honestly thought about what if I was the one running through those woods or going and investigating? What would that look like? How would I feel? So I got really this is the kind of movie where I got and you may have felt this a bit too until like you said you had issues with the with the meta part of it but I found myself getting so wrapped up in the story affecting me as a person to where this is actually kind of one of the movies where I felt like this was the this was the most realistic movie that I've seen if that if that makes sense hmm. and at, at that it could be any old person. That actually goes out and investigates what somebody says they've seen. And you can look at some of those, not not the garbage that comes on Destination America, like ghost hunters and all that other stuff, where they go out and search for things like Bigfoots and all that. But like people who j- legitimately go out and look for things that they believe are real. And the kinds of the kinds of sacrifices they make to That belief and going and seeing those things. I don't know. I just found myself really thinking a lot about that in this movie. And I don't think about those kinds of things when I watch horror movies. And you know I watch a lot of horror movies. Mm -hmm. And I think to to kind of separate myself and distance myself from them because they're so absurd and outside of reality that I just enjoy them from just being goofy and crazy. (laughs) But for this movie, though, I don't know. It just kind of – it really got to me, though. And I don't, and it just—I think it got to me because number one, I'm a big monster person. That was a big thing when I was a kid. Uh Was the the idea of monsters being real and reading stories about monsters. But number two is just that the sheer kind of—not necessarily intensity, but the enthusiasm and the kind of thrill of the hunt. Really, like the hunt of what if this is really real? You know, and I'm—I'm—I'm in my thirties now, and I'm not thinking about monsters being real or not. But when I watched (laughs) this movie, I was like. This would be really cool if Monsters were real. Like there was something about the energy of the film that really had me kind of just rooting for Adam to kind of get those monsters out there, and people to see them. Yeah. And so it was just, I don't know. I just, I just I haven't had this much fun with a horror movie since Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> and again, that's another one that was very meta and involved at a personal investment in the story as well. But yeah, so I don't know how, how you all... Matt, you talked about how you reacted a bit, and I don't know, Ashley, how much you reacted in terms of your feelings to the meta part of it, because that's what really got me just really into the movie more so than I've ever been before. I'm usually just detached, but this one, I was just... I don't know.
0: No, Yeah, I think I that's an aspect of the movie that I appreciated a great deal. Um, and I also found it to be very funny. I mean, it's obvious that these are people who... Um, You know, this is he's a real director and this is his real cameraman, cinematographer, all these people, they know each other, they get along, they joke. I think I probably laughed more than I actually jumped
1: at Mm -hmm. this
0: because it's it's a realistic friendship that they have. They obviously joke with each other a lot. So so that was fun. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I, I will say I thought it felt a little a little repetitive at times, a little padded. I I felt like it's 89 minutes. I felt like they were really reaching for that 90 minute mark. (laughs) <laughs> and so they just you know some things were kind of repeated um, but I mean it was a minor thing overall I I, I still really liked it. Yeah. it it also felt a little I don't I'm not familiar with this guy Adam Green that's his mm-hmm. uh, it felt it felt a little maybe self-promotional at times they, yeah. he he, <laughs> men, he mentions the Hatchet film several times his his TV, TV, show. His TV show is mentioned several times yeah. and you know that, that's probably part of the realism of it but at the same time I don't know you're yeah, The cynical me is also like, this is kind of a commercial <laughs> for his work. You, it's funny you talk about it
1: being repetitive. I mean, it, I, I, again, I'm sort of conflicted. Like, I totally agree with you. I know what you're saying. And I think Gus even kind of maybe alluded to this earlier too. It, it's, it's weird for only being 89 minutes. I thought to myself afterward, I'm like, you know what? They could have tightened it up or something. They could have edited something or trimmed something. But then part of me is also like, well, it's already short. Mm-hmm. And if they are trying to convey realism, right, It's, you know, sometimes for the sake of of brevity in a movie, people will just, characters will just kind of accept something fairly quickly. And 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 then if this is supposed to be depicting realism, mm-hmm. then yeah, people are going to argue back and forth for a while about and not accept something for a while or want to believe but wants to see proof. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that on a realism setting, but you know it it ventured into Blair Witch territory in more <laughs> ways than one because there were some times here where because you know Blair Witch to me I mean seriously mm-hmm. is, a, is is people arguing in the woods <laughs> for ninety minutes and then like in the last in the last minute there was some stuff happening right <laughs> this this was better than that i mean there were things happening at various points in this movie so it wasn't bad like that but it did feature people arguing quite a bit and i think some of those are the, like the scenes where i would have been like you know maybe i get it, i get it you know you don't have to have another argumentative scene or another or maybe you know shorten it mm-hmm. um and and uh you know also too there was oddly done scenes so you know I don't want to you know I don't want to definitely kind of spoil the ending but there were there was a part there where so there was a you know Ray Wise's character William Becker there's something about his backstory that Adam Green uh, wants to wants to verify so <laughs> he flies across the country talks to one dude <laughs> and and then it's like okay well that's it and, and you know, and and my whole thing, and, and for the weird, the weird thing was that scene with the dude was like, like a minute or something. Right. And I don't know. Afterward, I was like, well, okay. I mean, I they were trying to establish I, I, something about Decker's character, and I get it. But that was a sort of an oddly handled thing. Yeah. Um, another part that seemed a little weird to me, and I don't know whether this is an editing thing or how this could have been handled better, but in order to like try and find these monsters, they set up a light in the woods and multiple cameras. And then there's like the first night that they do that, right? That they have it all set up. But it takes a while in the movie. It feels like anyway, it takes a while for them to actually get back to, okay, what did we see in the cameras? What did the, what did the footage show us? They don't do that right away. And I'm like thinking to myself, that's like, you know, thing number one you want to do is let's check the footage the next morning, but they don't. And I just kind of, not in the movie's timeline anyway, and I just sort of thought that was weird too. Yeah.
2: No, Matt, I think, I think the points you're bringing up are my biggest issues with the film, is that there is this, there, there, there is a kind of, there, there is a pacing issue. Like there is, the, like the, the, second, the second act is very padded, mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff you're talking about, Ashley, as well, like that, there does seem to be this sense, like, okay, he's kind of just, he's just kind of just kind of middling around for a little bit before, like you said, that third act comes and things really ramp up. Mm-hmm. So. I- that's my biggest issue with the film. But then you, you said something, Matt, that i would never thought about until today is that, yeah, that actually is kind of what we would do <laughs> if that actually happened. We would, we would play around for a while and then we would try to talk ourselves out of what we saw or what we think we saw. And we would go and get it verified and there would be some repetitiveness to it. And so it does add a bit to the authenticity <laughs> of it being a meta-documentary. And so you just opened my eyes up to kind of <laughs> a little bit of my criticism of the pacing and the repetitiveness of the second act. So I do appreciate you doing that, though. So that, that kind of adds a little bit more favor to the film to me. And I don't think that's what Green meant to do, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's what it's, it's what comes across, though. Yeah. And so, and but Ashley, I do agree with you a bit about Adam Green and his his character. Yeah. It, and again, I've heard from interviews from folks that he's not like this in real life, that he is playing a, a kind of off version of himself. But he did come off as very self-promotional and kind of not the not the coolest person to be around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If that, I don't know if you all caught that, too. But he just kind of was very into himself more so than I, I wanted my protagonist to be Yeah. in the way in the ways that he commun- he talked to people. It it just it was a bit off for me. I kind of I kind of laid it to the side as the movie went along. But, yeah, his character started off to me as somebody who, you know, eh, this is not what I want a horror director to act like when he's around other people, because he's always talking about himself. Yeah, And so, yeah, that kind of... That was a bit off for me a bit with him as well. I hope that that's not how he really is. But yeah, that's just a kind of another tidbit, a, a little nitpick I had about the movie and his character.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I did pick up a, a little bit of that as well. and I, But I did like the scene, though, I think at one of the horror conventions where he's talking to a couple of other horror directors. And they pretty much put him in his place. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>.
1: yes. <laughs> By the way, that scene in particular, but, you know, in general, this movie... Because it is so steeped in modern horror and and, and horror of the last few decades, it really puts you it lets you know where you're at as far as your your knowledge or your your, your horror movies and horror you know whatever because you know I mean I enjoy horror movies but I'm not a I am not I would not call myself a horror aficionado um, and that was evident here because um, there's several people that are featured in this movie, whether they're in their convention circuit scenes or elsewhere. I have no idea who they were. But in that one scene that you just referenced, Ashley, I did know those two guys, Mick Garris and Tom Holland. Um, I, I, I'm familiar with some of their work. So mm-hmm. particularly Tom Holland, who did one of my favorite movies, uh, Fright Night, um, favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. The, and it's funny. This is an aside. Tom Holland, the Spider-Man actor. Mm-hmm. It's taken me a long time to, like, now when I hear the name Tom Holland, now I do associate it with Spider-Man. <laughs> but when, I, when he first came on the scene, I'm like, the director of Fright Night is doing Spider-Man? Like, like <laughs> what, what's going on here? Um, and then I also... I, I mean... I You can verify this, actually. I, I kind of squeed when um, Kane Hodder showed up.
0: Oh, yeah. Because,
1: you know, he played Jason Voorhees four times, or five if you want to count. I guess he, he did some work on the Friday the 13th game that came out a few years ago. But, um, yeah, he's like my Jason Voorhees. And so he shows up, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Kane Hodder. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, the other people, unfortunately, I did not know who they were. So my, my horror knowledge is not that deep.
2: And he plays, and of course, you know, he plays Hatchet. He plays, he plays Victor Crowley in the Hatchet series. He plays the oh. monster in Hatchet.
1: I did not know out. that. So I'm, yep. I'm going to be real here. Like, no shade to Adam Green, because I actually, like I said, I, I like this movie overall, but I'd never heard of Adam Green before I watched this movie. But I am curious now about the Hatchet films. Um, oh,
2: are you? I may have to watch them
1: by myself but uh, yes. uh, I
2: just, yeah I just, I just want to warn you ahead of time they're they're pretty gruesome
1: are they like
2: oh yeah Adam Green is very much so about the whole thing a splatter is more so the kills are pretty gruesome so just just fair warning
1: okay okay um all right so score time uh, Gus what do you give this out of 10
2: um I would give this an eight. Okay. I'll give this around an 8,
1: yeah. All
0: right,
1: Ashley. Uh, 6.5. Okay. Um, I give it a 7.5. So our score is a 7.3. And it's on a tomato meter. It has a critic score of 60% fresh and an audience score of 41%. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Gus, we were talking before we recorded about how, you know, after our I finished watching this, I went online and saw that, there's a lot of like audience reviews on IMDB and I guess apparently in, in Rotten Tomatoes that are kind of negative on this. Oh, yeah. Um, and you were talking about why. So yeah. you want to you mention that, I guess?
2: Sure. I think a lot of it has to do with first the found footage genre in general is one of the most hated ones now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with good reason, because a lot of the found footage films, that you mentioned, with Blair Witch, they offered absolutely nothing in payoff. If you look at the history of found footage, yeah, you don't get a payoff. Throughout the whole movie, and even in the end, you don't. So a lot of a lot of horror fans are turned off of found footage. Number two is the the Hatchet series and the Adam Green Hatchet series are not considered to be the most uh, how do you say uh, loved films. Like he has a fan base now. He has an active fan base that just adore his films. But outside of that, most people can can take them or leave them. Really. So that's another part. And the third part again is the ending. The ending is one of the most disliked endings that I've seen. When I talk to other people, they absolutely hate the ending of this movie. <laughs> I personally love the ending, and I'm not going to say why because I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think it's one of the most effective endings if you know what if you if you know what Adam Green's trying to do at the very beginning. If you follow what he's doing with this whole meta. Idea about what if monsters are real, mm-hmm. and but he wants the world. to uh, How would you react if they were? And what is he? Kind of flips something that I don't want to give away. That I thought was <laughs> so cool that I didn't think that he would ever do or anybody would ever do. But a lot of people took that to be kind of a cop out ending, and I did. And I disagree. So yeah, I'm. I guess I'm an outlier. But a lot of people really hate the ending to this movie.
1: Mm. Yeah, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought I was fine with it.
0: Yeah. I thought it was pretty good I liked it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: so that's uh, Digging Up the Marrow it's a little found gem here so Gus you, you're the one that told us about it a couple of years ago when we were you joined us for uh, a few movies uh, in our 31 Days of Halloween series and we didn't get to it then but we got to it now so thanks for letting us know about it
2: I- I'm glad that you all watched and we could talk about it <laughs> and, uh, <yeah. laughs> all right,
1: thank you everyone for listening
0: thank you